30, 35, 40. He's the midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Spasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me Your News Network, and this is the 75th episode of the podcast on October 16th, 2014. The number 75 most famously worn by Mean Joe Green. Thanks, Mean Joe. I'm going to give you a Coke. Uh, he was the defensive yeah. <laughs> defensive tackle that played for the Steel Curtain back in the famous years of the Steelers. Ah, uh, yes. Joel, how are you this week? I'm doing good. Uh, I get to... Go to the football game and be a fan this time, so I'm pretty excited and got a big game coming up. I get to be in West Virginia this weekend, actually. All right. But shooting a video of the new Dodge Charger mm-hmm. flying into Washington, D.C. tomorrow, but I'm going to be out in the, the mountains, so unfortunately nowhere near Morgantown. That's uh. unfortunate. Well, this is one of the few times in Down the Sidelines history where we have a guest this week, and it's the week with... The Giants and the Cowboys. And when that happens for the first time in the year, we bring in David, also known as Decaf78. Welcome back. It's great to be back. Always love talking sports with you guys. Oh, thanks. Really mm-hmm. good to have another person's opinion on, uh, aside from just us two, and when we get baseball playoffs wrong and make wrong <laughs> predictions overall. <laughs> but no, don't it's, feel, it's good don't feel bad. I did. I always choose the Diamondbacks to win, and this year they were bl- well below 500. So. Yeah, that was that was a rough year, rough year for them. But anyway, <laughs> when I when I got to go to the Diamondbacks game, that was the most runs they had scored in franchise history in a game. So yeah, maybe I'm just a little good luck for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get into quick hits for this week. Uh, we start with the Major League Baseball playoffs, and we had the ALCS and the NLCS, and. Both of those might be coming in close by the time you're listening to this episode. and Because the ALCS, that ended up being a sweep between mm-hmm. the Royals and the Orioles. Uh, really surprising. The Royals have gone on to win eight straight games in the mm-hmm. postseason. Uh, remarkable. It's crazy. And I, I saw a stupid tweet the other day, like a picture, and it's like, the Royals haven't lost a playoff game in 20-plus years. They haven't <laughs> been to the playoffs in 20-plus years. Yeah, you'll have to you know, spin and skew the stats just like that. But seriously, I mean, this is a team that's <laughs> really interesting being from Michigan with the Tigers. And the Tigers ended up winning the AL Central this year. The Royals, they got the wild card. They won the wild card game against the Athletics. Then they went and swept the Angels. Mm-hmm which they had you know, the best record in baseball, and then went and sweep the Orioles too, which is a team that you know lived and died by the long ball, and they just didn't get it done. But from a perspective from Detroit here, uh, the Tigers basically kicked the Royals' ass down the stretch. You know, to, you know the Royals had a, you know, a couple games at one point, but even in a series that was you know, heads up between the two teams, the Tigers dominated the Royals in the regular season. And to see them go on this tear where, yes, their strengths 
are playing small ball, and their bullpen is astoundingly good. Those are definitely strengths in the postseason, but to this extent where they have not lost a postseason game, it's remarkable and a bit frustrating as a Tigers fan. We're like, this you know, this has been a team that's been in the rearview mirror for a long time, and yeah, for years it's been, oh, there's young talent with the Royals, and they'll be better. But, you know, for their first playoff season, as you said, since 1985, for them to be this good, it's, it's really surprising. Very much like a team of destiny, the way they're playing. Yeah, yeah, and they've had the four extra inning games that they've won. Mm-hmm. And, That's, you know, what was it? When a team had two like extra that. inning games in the postseason that they won, like they'd be destined to go on to win the World Series. So yeah. uh, all in favor of the Royals right now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, seeing as the Royals will be playing either the Cardinals or the Giants in the World Series, I'm pretty sure all three of us are rooting for the Royals. Yeah, the uh, the National League has been back and forth between those two teams for a long time. I mean, it's been Cardinals, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. And mm-hmm. actually looking... Actually, the other way around, I apologize. But still, between the last four years, it's been alternating between those two teams. And now it's looking like it's going to be the Giants back there uh, to continue that alternating streak. They're up three games to one. Uh, game five is being played as we speak, and it actually just started. So we'll see what happens there. They're sending out Madison Bumgarner out on the hill for the Giants, who's had a remarkable postseason, as Joel, I'm sure, can attest to. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it just the, the amount of that game that I actually watched, like... He's just killing everything. Mm-hmm. And it, every time he threw the ball, it was like, well, okay. I'm even swinging it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Cardinals ace Adam Wainwright going for St. Louis, so that'll be exciting. So I guess we're at a, a kind of crossroads here with that. If the Giants do you know, win one of these next three games, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we, we're all looking to see Kansas City kind of complete the Cinderella story in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you think there's any chance for the Cardinals to make a comeback? Uh, there's always a chance, you know. Any, I know it's more of a football term, but the any given Sunday thing. Mm-hmm. It's very possible that St. Louis can just pull their heads out of their keisters and just make a run for it. I mean, never know when the world of sports. Mm-hmm. I think it's, what, uh, 11 years ago today or something like that with you know, Aaron Boone and... With the uh, coming back for the Yankees in that series in the ALCS against Boston, it was you know certainly not with the you know, the next year and the three zero comeback that Boston had, but uh, you know things are possible in baseball. But I guess we have to speak that you know in case the Cardinals do come back from the three one deficit, starting with tonight in Game Five, and then they do make it a series akin to 1985 World Series. I mean, that'd be interesting for history's sake, especially a Missouri series. Yeah. The locals there would, uh, you know, be thrilled. Uh, The the locals are already thrilled, I'm sure, with Kansas City, (laughs) but they'd just be giddy. And then the rest of the nation would be just like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. that's. I I think TV market-wise, everybody's rooting for a certain team. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And there was, then there was a the mayor of St. Louis a couple of weeks back that wrote that article in the New York Journal that was hilarious. 
I don't think I saw that one. Uh, he was pretty much apologizing for how great the St. Louis Cardinals were. Oh. Okay, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Stop it's it like, right now. Yeah, I, he's, I'm sorry we have such a great team. Sorry that it's cheaper to live in St. Louis than anywhere else. Well, And just like humble bragging his way to smarmy assholeness. I, th- I think that that I wouldn't be surprised if it's like that is up in the locker room for the Giants. <laughs> like, uh, just like look at this dick. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, <laughs> he posted it in I think the New York Journal, and then Deadspin picked it up and just broke it apart. Deadspin Ooh. loves to hate on the Cardinals, and I'm in 100% lockstep <laughs> with them. That's oh, yeah. ridiculous. Is it? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something stand up like. Well, I, I'm sorry that, you know, we have cops that think that they're military police. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I believe Deadspin brought that out, too. They're totally open to the criticism. They absolutely yeah. deserve it. If you're going to act like that, that it's such a, you know, sunshine and cream puff place to live. Oh. God. Well, let's go Royals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least one part of Kansas, Royals against oh, one the part of Missouri doesn't suck. I'm sure we'll be talking about that next week with a possible World Series matchup. Oh yeah, that I can't wait. I might actually be able to watch a couple games of the World Series, depending on when they're played. There you go. With my weird schedule, having every Monday Thursday off, huh. it makes it hard to watch baseball. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just glad you got to fit in a time to be on the show with us here on Thursday mm-hmm. nights when we record. Oh, yeah. I'm always happy to work this in. Very cool, very cool. Jameis Winston is uh, <laughs> continuing to be in trouble. Uh, my goodness. I. This must have been a guy growing up with youth football and going throughout school that was just never told no. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, never set any boundaries, essentially. And... He has just been probably given the athlete treatment because how else do you explain, yes, his remarkable success last year and you think he has all of the potential in the world to make a great NFL quarterback, but then it started with the stealing crab legs and then, you know, shouting, you know, getting on the table in the student union and you know, shouting profanity and now, now this... Uh, of course, then you also have, you know, not even to mention what we're going to talk about, but the uh, crime investigation for, you know, possible sexual assault that it was kind of already cleared up earlier, but now the the investigation's looking really dodgy, and Florida State's actually in some hot water over this with how they've handled it. Uh, there's that, but then there's also the issue kind of how Todd Gurley got caught last week. It's, yeah. it's autographs. What What kind of people like actually pay for like college athletes signatures? Dealers. That's the thing that I can't. Well, it just seems weird that there's like that they can do that and there's a demand for that kind of thing. Like it's just so weird. Hmm. Like especially seeing as they know that if they get caught you screwed over that student and that signature becomes worthless. Yeah, but, like, again, it's just, like, 
the fact that there's actually people wi- willing to buy this stuff from people who get the signatures, like, mm. that's the thing that I'm just like, like, I would never, like, I have, like, autographed stuff from those people. That's just because I met them. Right. Like, and they just well, yeah. gave it to you, that kind of thing, you know? But it's like, why in the world would you... <laughs> like, yeah, you... that just seems kind of, like, slimy and weird. And, like, they're just college kids, like, regardless yeah, of what they've done on the field. Like, Yeah, the thought of paying for an autograph never really sat well with me. It's just, like, hmm. you're paying for a guy to take a pen and put it to paper real quick. I mean, the, I had, like I said, I have a few autograph things as well, but I never paid for them. It's yeah. just like... I just, like, I feel like that kind of takes part of the, the like, internal value that you should have with it, like, from it, because yeah. it's not like you actually talk to the person and, like, met them. And, like, I think that's part of the thing. Like, if you actually met the person, I think that's more of the reason you're getting the autograph. Plus, the way I look at it, too, is the value of that item would increase much more if the player went on to the NFL and had a successful career there. And you say, look, we have this from when he was a college student. Exactly. Right now, what is it like? I just can't understand what it's worth to people right now. That's what I can't understand. So that's the reason why all, you know, multiple cases now, you know, going back to last year, and it seems like every year somebody gets in trouble or something like this. And it's just like, why in the world are people, why in the world is there a demand? But you know what? There's a demand for the weirdest things out there. So I'm not too surprised. That's true. Just watch Pawn Stars. You'll find that out for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But... 2,000 items. <laughs> 2,000 verified, you know, perfect signatures, you know, not on a... Because it's one thing if, you know, he's reaching over a handrail and he's, you know, scribing something out for a fan. Like, you're going to have a kind of uneven surface, maybe just, you know, the air and the signatures. Not... This has all the indications of a sit-down, you know, perfect setting, table, you know, signed in the ideal perfect places. And I think part of the remarkable thing is, how is Jameis Winston not suspended? Because <laughs> he's Jameis Winston. Yeah. Yeah, Todd Gurley had the same thing, and I'm sure George Dogs they love their football as much, if not more, than the Knolls of Florida State. But, you know, Georgia to suspend him indefinitely, but is, is Florida State so concerned about losing that first game, you know, losing for the first time since 2012? Oh, yeah. They're, I honestly, I don't know. Like, it just seems like there's, he's, I feel like the reputation of Florida State, um, the, you know, proud academic institution kind of thing. The view that people have of them has taken, you know, taken a lot of hits just from this one guy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> just keeping him around. Like, honestly, a lot of other players, if they didn't have such a big role on the team, would not, they would not even be in school any, anymore oh, at this point not. after all these incidents. So it just, uh, I mean, a lot of them would be gone after one. So. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that Winston hoisted that Heisman trophy at the end of last year and then the and the 
what's it called? The BCS uh, title. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's almost like we saw this coming after last year. <laughs> like, yeah. He's gonna. He'd just get away with everything. Yeah, uh, no. What I mean, like last year, year before, like it's almost like we see these kind of things coming. It's like, oh, Johnny Manziel was able to just do whatever he wanted. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's really a shame, and it shows. I mean, there's got to be some change in college football eventually, to not be so stringent on the pay. I mean, the universities make so much money as it is already, uh, and. Apparently, at one point during the week, I mean, we have the line for this upcoming Florida State-Notre Dame game at minus 12, and that's because we take those lines, uh, what they are on Tuesday. But apparently, uh, if, you know, according to Vegas, if Jameis Winston was suspended for the game, that would go down to apparently three. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a huge hit. Oh, yeah. So. Without a doubt. I mean, I'm sure what would that we're gonna, Clemson yeah. game it looked like if he had played. <laughs> right, you know? right. I'm sure we're gonna get some story uh, of how you know either something is gonna be levied against Florida State University because of how they've managed these investigations. <laughs> that is, they haven't. I was gonna say, have they managed these? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or Jameis is going to be in trouble, either a you know, university suspension or something coming down heavier from the NCAA because uh, it's it's not going to end well for him. And especially if he goes in the NFL, what team is going to risk a first-round pick on him, number one? Number two, is he going to have you know the self-motivation to be a good quarterback student and study tape and all these kinds of things? Or is he just going to be like a Jamarcus Russell and have all the hype coming in but flame out because he doesn't know how to handle himself outside of college? Also, Peter, as you were saying... Who would risk a first-round draft pick? The Raiders. The Raiders would risk, yeah. a, risk a first-round draft pick. But they have him. Derek Carr. <laughs> that doesn't... Do you really think the Raiders care? There are a lot of dumb NFL teams out there. <laughs> what I, The question that I would ask you and then anybody, you guys and then anybody else ask, you know, is um, if you were given Jameis Winston's autograph, would you actually want it? No. And um, I know a lot of Florida State alumni that would not want it. They wouldn't really? even want it. Interesting. So they're they're kind of just fed up with the whole thing. Hmm. So. Oh yeah. No, I know they can't wait until he leaves the school. That's for sure. Oh goodness, yes. The, I don't like even if he's like, yeah, I want to come back for one more season. <laughs> Too damn bad. No. Get out of here. <laughs> Plus, what's the chance within five years that that you know national championship from last year is going to get vacated? <laughs> they would they would show them to the, his agent and be like, here. Yeah, no, I, I just think like they're not going to have a national championship when it comes you know, several years down the road. Yeah, but I never you know, stood the full vacating of titles. So. Yeah, it's it's silly. I mean, the fans all still have it in their memories. To them, they still won. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. It in the record books, what does it say? Just no one. Probably, or or with an asterisk. That that good old asterisk. Hey, think of the way that we used to settle national championships. We should just vote on it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh, well, the committee's going to be voting this year, and it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Uh, Florida State, we, one through four. <laughs> we don't talk about soccer much on this show, but uh, Landon Donovan played his last game for the U.S. men's national team uh, in the past week, and, you know, it's a good send-off for him. He almost had a goal. 
Uh, and it was he hit the post. Uh, that was, that's <laughs> unfortunate. Um, then there's also was... some drama going between Jurgen Klinsmann, who is the men's national team coach, and he's also like the ter- technical director for U.S. Soccer, or whatever. Uh, along with you know, kind of like a feud with the MLS commissioner, who the name is escaping me because it's the MLS commissioner. Let's be honest. Uh, basically. Klinsman saying like you know some of his best players on the national team you know Clint Dempsey and Michael Bradley, like they used to have spots on European teams. Uh, let's see, I think it was Dempsey was on Tottenham Spurs, and uh, Michael Bradley was on Roma. AC Roma could be the other way around, but you know they've decided to now take lucrative deals playing in the MLS, and Jurgen Klinsman's like, I mean you're gonna have better competition overseas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, even if you're not starting, because you're also going to be, you know, contending for the title in the best leagues in the world, and the Premier League. Yeah, the Premier League, and uh, you know, in the leagues in in Italy as well. Uh, and uh, the MLS commissioner kind of took that as a slur against his league, and uh, he is basically all butt hurt. Let's put it. Let's put it that Don way. Don Garber. Don Garber. Thank you. You know what he did before? He was the leader of NFL Europe. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I keep he's... forgetting NFL Europe was a thing. Yeah. The admiral, uh, the yeah, Amsterdam what... Admirals. Our athletic director used to be with NFL. Europe. Dude, Berlin Fire. Oh, I only know these because they were in Madden one year. Hell yeah! <laughs> it was uh, which two thousand six? I think no, it was no before that. Two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah, definitely 2004. The one with Michael Vick. Yeah. Um, and he was so crazy good. So fast. So fast. Uh, now we know that. why. I think I had him, like, returning punts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he was pretty broken in that game, so I don't blame you. Like, he even shows up on uh, Madden 20, 25's uh, loading screens. It's just uh, like... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> for their 25 years of history, it's like Michael Vick was probably the most dominating <laughs> and broken player ever in Madden history. Think like, Bo Jackson in Tecmo Bowl. Well, not that bad, but close. Oh, man. Only like 1% less. Look at that. We get yeah. to talking about football, and then we just go right back to American football. <laughs> so... Uh, thanks, Landon Donovan, for all the memories. And you know, if the United States soccer team ever does make it big, like he'll be one of the the players who really started this movement for, mm-hmm. oh, for yeah. U.S. soccer. So he's an important player in that team's and history. Honestly, the U.S. soccer has gotten a lot bigger since in the last two World Cups. Yeah, yeah, we had sending the most fans this year, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was the one girl that was in a. Uh, in this crowd wearing Tampa Bay Rays gear. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. Fly thousands of miles. Represent Tampa Bay. <laughs> Somebody's gotta. So let's get talking about the last week in football or recap the games. Uh, let's start with college football week seven. Sorry with the Red River rivalry. Oh goodness, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Texas versus Oklahoma in Dallas in the Texas State Fair at the Cotton Bowl. 
It was a spread of 14 and a half, and Oklahoma pulled out. It was a pretty close game at the end, 31-26. I think they're still still feeling that TCU game. Mm-hmm. Still think they're sighing relief. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't I don't think that Trevor Knight is is really to that confidence level mm. that he needs to be at to oh, for no. Oklahoma to be a top five team. No, yeah. I, I mean, you live and die by the quarterback position, and mm-hmm. it's it's showing some flaws. Now Texas, off to their worst start in goodness years, long time, like late fifties, early sixties, and it's unfortunate. Some of their games have been pretty close. Like they kept UCLA, Baylor pretty close. Baylor. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I mean, all it's three okay, of those guys. games. It's okay, guys. They have their network. There you go. <laughs> oh no, they're they're making bank. It's just uh, yeah. That doesn't matter that they're losing. I, I they're think they're getting their money. What it's showing more than anything else is Charlie Strong's a pretty good coach. Mm. I mean, because you know they they might have talented players on the team, but there's still that kind of just the way they play is just kind of like last year where. Um, it just seems like they're overmatched, no matter who they're playing against. But oh, yeah. the games are much, much closer than they were last mm-hmm. year. So that's Absolutely. a good thing. There's got to be some sort of breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Auburn and Mississippi State, plus two and a half. Uh, the Bulldogs, they're for real. They're <laughs> number one in the nation. They, Rightly so. They, yeah, they deserve to be. Uh, 38-23. Uh, kudos to them. Any matchup, I'm picking them the rest of the year. I, I said it last week. Yeah, yeah if that happens. But I mean, who's your Heisman front right now? It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be Dax Prescott. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The guy is just. Uh, I mean, he's hard to tackle. It's huge. And he has that look in his eye that he wants to make a difference this year. It's mm-hmm. it's exciting to watch him play, and you know Auburn did play well, uh, but Mississippi State just played better. No, just the the start of that game. I mean, how in the world were they going to recover after yeah. that? Just, just twenty one nothing before you even like realize it. They brought even more cowbell, let's just say. That what? game was annoying to watch because of that cowbell. <laughs> well, yeah. It it was like a uh I because I can remember when we went down there and played them. Um it's just kinda like it sounds like there's static on the TV. Hmm. It does. Like that's what it sounds yeah. like. Hmm. It's just deafening down there. Now what about TCU? At Baylor, minus eight and a half. TCU up twenty-one points with about eleven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Baylor just brought it back. Instant classic. Yeah, it, it really was just. I mean, what nine, eight minutes left in the game? Looked like TCU. It's over. Like yeah, it, they, they get were that up pick six. Twenty-one. Yeah. It should have been the nail of the coffin, but you know, Baylor willed with that home crowd. Uh, the scoreboard just lighting up the whole time. You get a final with a, a field goal, you know, at the gun essentially sixty-one fifty-eight. <laughs> That's the hell of a score. I, I, and I think uh, what what they I know TCU like went for it on fourth down. Yeah, there they called timeout. They were going to punt it, and then they changed their mind. I think what he was thinking is we're not going to stop them. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So like, let's try and win it. Yeah. So I, I don't fault him for that. No, it, it, there have been worse coaching decisions. Like that was trying to put faith in your offense that had you know led you so far, and it just didn't work. Yeah. Though a very exciting game to watch. For sure. I mean, and and that's the other thing. It's just like like it, it, if 
Baylor doesn't score on one of those drives. Like, they, they lose. So, I still feel like TCU is, like, a legitimate top five team. Like, mm. or top ten team. Like, it yeah. just, to me, like, they still feel like that. Oh, yeah, very much so. When you have an offense that can put up 61 points, it doesn't matter. It That's one hell of an offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oregon at UCLA plus two and a half. Uh, the Ducks, they responded. I didn't think yeah. they would, but... Uh, it's just a, a battle of you know ugly offensive lines that are have been depleted, and forty two thirty ended up being the final there. And it, I think that I think UCLA was actually able to run the ball, but they st- like just still having a lot of issues there. Oh yeah, uh, it's a it's a game that kind of essentially eliminates the Bruins from the playoff, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Penn State at Michigan, minus one. There you go. The Wolverines can't even lose properly. (laughs) I I texted you out of anger on Saturday. Yeah, you did. What the hell is with Michigan? When we want them to lose, they win. Such an ugly game, too. Like, that game was pretty unwatchable, if if I'm being completely honest. In a way, I'm glad Michigan won, even though it cost me... The point in the picks, uh, because then it's not so dreadfully embarrassing this year. <laughs> but my goodness, uh, it was a rough game to watch. Just all decision making on both sides, just with head scratchers. It was, it was it was rough to watch. Well, okay, so like I feel like it's kind of like a, a crossroads here. Do, do you want? The, I mean, like you want this coaching staff. I mean, and then obviously I heard your opinions on the athletic director. Yeah. You you kind of wanted to change. What if they somehow like turned everything around and like were able to be like the rivals or something like that? Do you think that that changes anything, or do you think it's still it's just Joel, mood, mood at this point? You're speaking in miracles here. <laughs> you managed to beat Michigan State and Ohio State. Yeah, like, do, like is that? And not just barely. You blow them out. You blow them out. What happens? We're we're, we're actually in a situation where something like that, like it's still like it's not impossible, but it's like one of those things where you want everything to change so much, but what if they changed everything just this season? The like, worst part is there's still the likelihood that. <laughs> that the coaching staff won't change. <laughs> Even if this keeps up, they might not change it. Yeah. Yeah, because... I I don't see how he still has his job, though, after two weeks ago? Neither three do weeks I. Ago, yeah, I think, he, yeah. That well, quarterback well, with the concussion. Just I think uh, that right there is the, the changer. That, well, that, that yeah, Brady stuff. Hoke's likely gone, but uh, David Brandon, even though you even see the... There's a headline on ESPN right now that says Michigan plans deliberate review of the program. They had a meeting with the board of directors and the university president that is saying they're taking a long-term approach to reviewing the current state. Uh, there was even reports that even three other athletic directors had, you know, they were in talks of maybe becoming a new athletic director. But I think the people in power you know, still have enough say to keep David Brandon in power, unfortunately. You go after one of those Mississippi coaches is what I think they should do. Possible. But at the same time, it's like, does the Michigan job still have the cachet 
that it does in this day and age. I mean, it has the, the cash, <laughs> which is, yeah. I think, what matters. Yeah, I, I suppose. Probably most of those coaches and know. Then I'm pretty sure every coach dreams about coaching for their alma mater, so... Alma mater, so... I suppose He's that's true. It. That's true. And then you even had something pop up where John Gruden in his high school yearbook or whatever lists like his dream of coaching the <laughs> University of Michigan. But, hey, I mean, I, he, I can he announce the games too? I don't, I don't, I don't think that John Gruden's you know, coming out from the Monday Night Football game, all right? <laughs> nah. I mean, didn't he say... Uh, it wasn't... I remember like a few years back they said the only job he would ever think of leaving... His current gig would be for Pittsburgh. What? And the Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> no, not Pitt. What? Not Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell would it be the Pitt Panthers? <laughs> no, the sadly I, the good team from Pittsburgh. As much I as I hate the Steelers. I, I immediately went to like other pro teams. Like even... Like, I would go to, like, other pro sports teams before Pitt. <laughs> like, him coaching, like, NHL. Or... Well, there was the talk of, you know, before Urban Meyer that, you know, maybe he's interested in Ohio State. So, there was, there was that whole thing. Uh, I'm, I'm just frustrated with Michigan. It's going to be a long year. And then they're on a bye this week, and their next game is at Michigan State. So, they're getting their ass kicked hard there. And it's not a matter of if they beat both rivals. It's a matter of if they beat Orr, because beating Ohio State is also going to be a very tall task, which mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, that game's in. But I mean, like well. that is a that is a season ruining game for either of those teams if they lose. A, I'm sure so, I mean, it is. That, so that is that is like what you that's like what you need to be able to do if you want to. Yeah, if you want to remain coach. Chance. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Mm. It's it's just still frustrating to watch this team because they're just not good. Without a doubt. Ole Miss at Texas A&M, minus two. Uh, the Rebels kept it going. Yep. That defense is ridiculous. 35-20. I mean, that is probably the best defense that I've seen all year. It's oh, going to be a very, very good game when those two teams uh, match up, and i got to actually see when that game is because it's it just whets the appetite to think, you know. I mean, it's Mississippi State's like a pre pre SEC championship game. Yeah, yeah, and Mississippi State's number one right now, and uh, you get Ole Miss at three. Yeah, I think Ole Miss is three. Mm-hmm. It's it's and, very yeah, Florida refreshing. State is, Florida State is two. Yeah, I think it's like a lot more refreshing to watch the SEC when stuff like this happens. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It's you know different than the usual players, so. Mm-hmm. That, that's for sure. Uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. It's at Ole Miss in Oxford. Last game of the year, November 29th. I mean, that's like, it's, you know, the Heisman front runner against probably the best defense he's going to face. Mm-hmm. So, wait, so. could you imagine? They're both undefeated up till that point, number one and number two. It's very possible. Uh, Mississippi State right now gets, you know, Kentucky. And that's actually uh, they're they're on a bye this week. So then Kentucky, uh, at Kentucky rather, home against Arkansas, home against UT Martin, at Alabama is going to be the interesting one on November fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Home against Vanderbilt, and then close out the year at Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss, on the other hand, let's see what they have. Uh, they go to Tennessee. I'm sorry, they're hosting Tennessee this week. At LSU, 
Uh, night game at LSU. Uh, that'll be an interesting one. Home against Auburn. Home against Presbyterian at Arkansas. And then home against Mississippi State. So both teams have you know their big test game. Yeah. Go, I mean, but. you you can you can pack up a defense and kind of take it anywhere. Yeah. Is the way that I kind of look of it. And if you know if if one player has a bad game, you know when when you're essentially relying on him so much, that's when like it's you know let's say they are both undefeated. Game would decide the SEC probably because whoever wins is probably going to win the SEC championship. Yeah. Uh, Who's going to the national championship? Probably something like that. If if both teams are undefeated, yeah, and I mean, then, it's entirely uh, possible that if you get both teams undefeated going into that game, I mean the winner is going to you know take the West, and, and then, then one could also East. make it the playoffs. Exactly, I, I, the other yeah, one would. Yeah, it also would probably decide if if he's not hurt or whatever, who's going to win the Heisman. Too. That's true. That point. That's true. Extra point was Georgia at Mizzou, and we basically said. That it was a lock because of the Todd Gurley thing. How wrong we were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 34-0, the dogs went into Columbia to put it on the Tigers. It was that defense, and then they still have the depth at running back. Uh, Very impressive win for Georgia. Mm -hmm. They're looking pretty good in the East right now for the SEC, and, well, we were wrong. We were wrong. Uh, Virginia, West Virginia, that is, uh, going to Lubbock for Texas Tech. Six-point favorites, and that was an exciting end of the game. Yeah, um, we're down by, like, 14 in the fourth quarter, two drives, uh, so many reviews in this game, like, we scored a touchdown and they didn't call it a touchdown because they don't have a camera at the right angle. So we had to go four and fourth down and scored again. And then another game winning fifty five yard field goal. Uh so I'd I'd say right now we probably have uh a good chance of maybe having two award winners on our team. Yeah, that's possible. Bednarik and uh or the Blitnikoff and the um the Lou Gross award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely possible. Absolutely. Now, for those that don't know, over at patreon.com slash SMYN network, the Show Me Your News network that we're a part of, if you contribute a certain amount of money a month to help us you know, provide better content for you and also exclusive content. So David here has been uh, helping us out with that, and we've been recording little you know, segments after the show every week uh, and I've sending been- them to him for his Arizona Wildcats. I've been loving and listening to every single one of them. Oh, cool. And I love proving you guys wrong up until this week. But, hey, hey, hey. USC did not cover the spread, so we got the pick right. (laughs) We did. And you know what? The Wildcats would have won if it wasn't for the fact that we need a better kicker. Yeah, what happened with that game? We've we've always needed a better kicker. We're almost as bad as the Detroit Lions with our kicking staff. Nobody's as bad as the Detroit Lions <laughs> with just their gotta, kicking staff. Just, maybe Rodriguez will just start going for it. Yeah. Even Rich Rod didn't even have a good kicker when he was at Michigan. Like, what the hell's up with that? Can he just not yeah. recruit the kicking? Huh. Can Can Jay Feely just become an Arizona Wildcat for a little while? <laughs> I mean, he still lives in Phoenix. Does he have his eligibility? He's got to take enough. 
<laughs> yeah, he's got to take enough classes to be considered, what, full-time or something like that? Mm. But now he already graduated <laughs> from the University of Michigan. Oh, what a place to graduate from. I'll tell you what. But that is why he would love to play for the Detroit Lions. That team, they get Matt Prater to sign him you know, during the week you know, when he's done with his, uh, his suspension. And then he only makes one of three field goals. Like, yeah, oh. It's bad. Like, they're in a dome. There's no excuse. No, there was no excuse. I, I want to um, look up, like, the stats right now. Here we go. Team statistics. Field goals. Here we go. Are we ready for this? Do, 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 well, actually, if you think about it, Detroit is not last in number of field goals made. I want you guys to guess the percentage of field goals made for the Detroit Lions, which is dead last by a good margin. <laughs> Twenty-four and a half percent. It is higher than that. I'll say, I'll say thirty-eight percent. Let's split the difference. It is thirty-three. Ah. They have gone one third essentially. Out of the fifteen attempts, they have made five field goals. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez. The next. Uh, how, what are the? How far out were they? Uh. Well. Not that far. The I longest think, think was... made is uh, 52. Oh, God. Oh, oh, it gets bad. From 20 to 29 yards, the Lions are 2 for 2. From, you 30, better be. from 30 to 39, the Lions are 1 for 1. From 40 to 49 yards, the Detroit Football Lions have made zero of seven field goals. And from 50-plus, they are two for five. But they are 13 for 13 extra points, so, you know. Uh, The next lowest percentage is the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 11 for 17 at 64.7%. So nearly double the 33.3% percentage. Uh, Sounds like they they need to, like, ask the punter to kick some field goals. We're missing yeah. Jason Hansen, the longtime field goal kicker. That's that's for sure. But hey, five teams in the NFL are 100. percent There okay. we go. And uh, one of them is the New York Jets, and another is the Giants. But otherwise, it's good teams like the Indianapolis Colts and the Arizona Cardinals and the San Diego Chargers. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was really worried about my Cardinals when it came to field goal kicking after we released Jay Feely, but. They're doing well. 14 out of 14 so far. That's the most yes. out of all those tied for first. Just I think in releasing them. And the best thing was a few years back. I can't remember what game it was. I think it was against Detroit. Uh, Jay Feely had kicked like six field goals. Mm. And he was the only, he the only person on the Cardinals that scored points that game. That sounds right, like it was against Detroit. And they... Fox just decided to be smart asses, and instead of it being Cardinals 16, Lions 0, it was Jay Feely 16, <laughs> or whatever it was. But were they right? <laughs> they were right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so let's talk NFL Week 6. Uh, got Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and 
Joel, it was a closed game in the beginning of the year with these two teams. It was not this week. No, and I'm glad I didn't watch this. <laughs> I'm glad I did watch this because I've always hated Pittsburgh, and it was very happy for me. Good on Cleveland to get a dominating win at home, 31-10. to 10, Is Tony going to have spread. to change his nickname for his Browns? I don't think they're they they're no longer going to gonna be the Ministry of Sadness. Uh, the Factory of Sadness, uh, he even texted me to say, like, dude, Browns are 2-2, two and two, best you know, year in years. Um, <laughs> and I was like, and Michigan's like 1-4, like on their, no, 2-4 and four on their way to the, the this is like worst the perfect record in ever. Yeah. Yeah. Denver at the New York Jets, plus 9. Uh, there was a pick six at the end of the game to backdoor cover that one. <laughs> yeah, that game was a lot closer than the final score says. Mm-hmm. And that's you know the West Coast team going out east. So we almost we were hesitant and almost thought you know maybe picking the Jets in the spread there, uh, but you know Denver did cover and make it happen. And Peyton Manning is closing in on that that record. I think he needs three more to beat. Brett Favre's all-time touchdown record. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting for him. He definitely got over 500 already, so he'll be closing in. Chicago and Atlanta is the only one that I missed on this week. Uh, it's the only one I missed, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, did not think Chicago would go into Atlanta and you know dominate the way they did with 27-13 final uh, with two touchdowns covering that. Surprising. Very surprising, but you know they got the ball running again, and they're moving on the offense. It's a tough team to figure out the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Uh, How did they go into Seattle, where Seattle had not lost in a long, long time? Well, no, that is not true. They lost last year to my Arizona Cardinals. Oh, there you go. But when you consider the record over a long period of time, it was like nineteen oh, yeah. and one 19 at one and, point. No, yeah. no, there are now nineteen and two since the beginning now, of. Now they are yes. Oh, that was I love it. I loved it so hard. It was great. For those that, that don't know, was, David is a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And that game was not as close as that final score says. That their offense could not get started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doug Baldwin, he was, he was saying, like, we have to stop BSing them ourselves or something like that. Uh, so maybe not all is cracked up to be in, in paradise right now in Seattle. Yeah. And here's the NFL.com saying Dallas is the number one team in the league right now. They've put together some, some good wins together. Yeah, five some and really one. Good wins, yeah. yeah, five and one. And interestingly enough, the teams, two teams regarded as the best right now being Dallas and a lot of people are saying San Diego. Mm, yeah. And both of them lost week one to teams from the NFC West. Hmm. San Diego lost to out Arizona and Dallas lost to San Francisco. Interesting. Well, I mean, it was, it was one of the better yeah, you know, divisions for sure. Oh, without a doubt. But very good win for the Cowboys. I, I thought it would at least be close. I didn't, you know, think Seattle would cover, but for Dallas to get the win, uh, very impressive for them. And then, yeah, the, with the Cardinals at four and one. I mean, 
with Arizona having the hot start that they did, I don't know what you sacrificed to make the <laughs> the football <laughs> gods love your teams, but do hey, tell just, us your despite secret. despite all the injuries, mm-hmm. look at the injury list for Arizona, and it makes no sense. Yeah, with that defense, yeah. I mean, Calais Campbell getting cheap shotted by Denver doesn't help. Mm. Yeah, no, it's they've they've been putting together some good wins, and oh yeah, to see I'm, them having success. Mm-hmm. New York Giants went to Philadelphia, and <laughs> they got crushed. <laughs> Lost Victor Cruz, unfortunately, to a knee injury. Yeah, uh, Philadelphia wins that one, twenty-seven nothing. Dallas, by the way, thirty to twenty-three. You got to make mention of that. Uh, so. You know, the, those two teams in the NFC East, they're going to have good years. It's going to be a fight to the end. Yeah, they're both 5-1 and one right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait for them to play, and then... That'll be a good one. That will be a good one. What? Like, I feel like... I don't feel like it's going to be a close game. Like, I feel like whoever wins is going to, like, blow out the other. Oh, yeah. And then, the, and then when they play the second time, it's going to be, like, extremely close. Or it just depends on who's at home, and then that gives them the advantage there. Yeah. And then San Francisco at St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis started off hot, you know, fourteen to nothing. They were in those '99 throwback jerseys, and San Francisco just willed it back. Uh, they're the better team. So, I was making a joke with my family because I was out of the house for the first half of the game, and I come back just at the start of the second half, and that's when. San Francisco just started to pull it all together. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm bad luck for St. Louis. <laughs> Maybe you are, David. Maybe you are. That mayor. So I went 2-5 and five <laughs> in college football. Uh, David, you went 3-4? and four? Yes, I went 3-4 and four in all college. Right. And Joel went 4-3. and three. So Joel's little winner there that week. Uh, whereas, I, think it, I, I think it was like the Mississippi teams. Yeah, think. yeah, just putting the faith in them. Well, it, was, it was smart in hindsight, absolutely. And then Dave and I went five and one. I was so hoping for those back-to-back six and zero weeks. Yeah, oh, oh. been so satisfying. But Chicago just had to rain on our parades. Damn it, NFC <laughs> North team, come on. And then uh, Julie went three and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the Seattle the Seattle game burned you there. So let's pick this week's games. College football, week eight. We start with the Kansas State Wildcats going to Norman against the Oklahoma Sooners. Minus eight. Let's get your picks. Good. Well, the Kansas State, I still think, has a good, de- pretty good defense. I mean, they held Auburn down pretty much the whole game. Um, and Oklahoma, it's just kind of whether or not they're going to have to pass the ball to win this game because I think Kansas State's strength is their rush defense. Uh, but, you know, coming back, being at home, um, let's see. Uh, I think I'll take Oklahoma, and it's probably one of those things where it'll be close maybe in the for- in, into the fourth quarter, and then they tack on a field goal or or another touchdown or something like that just to yeah just to barely get over the thing i think it'll still be pretty close most of the game david what about you i agree i definitely see alabama just barely covering 
I very late in the game, just very back hole cover sort of way. Like maybe last second field goal to put them up by like eight. Hmm. Or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I and I can't go against Oklahoma. They've been pretty decent. They've shown everything. I haven't been able to watch a K State game this year, so I don't know what they're about. So I got to go with what I know, and that's at Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm going to take the Sooners as well. I think you know coming back home is going to help. You know these the past couple of games with the rivalry against Texas, I, you got to throw out you know all the records and everything there because that's it's a whole different ball game there. But I think oh. coming back against home, I think they'll figure things out against Kansas State and give me the Sooners on that one at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Texas A&M at Alabama minus 11 and a half, 3:30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to take the Aggies. I know Alabama just barely won against Arkansas, and that was on the road. This is with the Crimson side at home. However, I think there's enough uncertainty with this team that Texas A&M does throw the ball a lot, and you know that can be a weakness uh, on the outside. With you know, if you have a good wide receiver core, that has kind of been the weakness for Alabama. So I think it's close. I think the Crimson Tide win, but not by 11.5. So give me the Texas A&M Aggies. Yeah, uh, Kevin White ate Alabama alive when, when we played them. Uh, I don't think that they can stop people from throwing the ball. Uh, which is interesting, because what does Nick Saban coach? What's the other thing that he actually coaches? He coaches the defensive backs. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, you know, I think Texas A and M is going to throw the ball over the place. I don't, I don't think that. I think Alabama might be able to win. I don't think they can cover that spread. I'm going to be the contrarian here. I'm going to go with Alabama. I think Ooh. it's going to be a close first half. Maybe Texas A and M may even be up by the half. But with what Alabama, we've seen Alabama do it before, down at the half or have an incredibly close first half, and then in the second half. They just make an adjustment, and they go up by 20, 25 points. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've got to play better than they did last week. That's If they play <laughs> like that, they're going to lose badly. So, Oh, yeah, I think it'd be hard to play be play any worse than last week. Yeah, but they, they, they just, I mean, after the past two weeks, they, they kind of need to get their confidence back. It's just not there. Yeah, yeah and I definitely see them being able to pull that off against Texas A&M, so i got to go Bama. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rutgers goes to Columbus at Ohio State, minus 19.5 at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. David, your pick. To make my dad proud, i got to go Ohio State. Mm. Uh, my dad's big Buckeye fan, so and me, I don't care for Ohio State. I sure as hell don't care for Notre Dame. My dad's also a big Notre Dame fan, so we get we butt heads a lot on Saturdays. He knows how to pick those. <laughs> yeah, uh, here is he actually has incredibly interesting reasoning for these. It's he's an Ohio State fan because he my grandfather was born in Ohio. Okay, all right. That so why sense. not the Bearcats or <laughs> you know the, like Cincinnati or Ohio? <laughs> Because my grandfather is a Buckeyes fan. Oh, okay. And with us being of Irish descent, he has to root for anything Irish. And Notre Dame, oh because they, they're called the Fighting Irish. So he's, he's a fan of drinking, too? Is that it? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> he, we are oh, actually not allowed for, I was, for a second there. I thought you were going to say Catholic or something like that. So, um, He's technically Catholic now because okay. he had to be in order to be a godfather, but mm-hmm. not by choice. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the Buckeyes as well. I hate them. But <laughs> Rutgers has not faced the Big Ten Elite yet. I don't think they're going to know what to do. And with the offense on fire for Ohio State, three touchdowns, easy. Cover 19 and a half. It sounds like a lot, but, yeah, give me the Buckeyes at home. They've, they've, got, a, they've got a win so they can head into the Michigan State game, you know, all, all jazzed up, like higher ranking, you know. Yeah. The media's got to pump it up, and then the game won't even be close. So. <laughs> So yeah, gotta gotta go with Ohio State. Oklahoma State at TCU minus nine at four p.m. Eastern time, just after the three thirty set of games. I will take TCU, and yeah, they they really did not deserve to lose the way they did last week. I think their offense at home they're going to be you know energized, and Oklahoma State I think has just kind of been middling along. Yeah, they had that close game against Florida State, and the Big Twelve is better this year than a lot of people thought. But I think TCU is on another level in that conference. And so nine, yeah, I think the Horned Frogs can cover that. Uh, you know, uh, I think before last week, um, I might have said, I think I might have said um, Oklahoma State mm-hmm. before last week. But TCU's offense, like, I mean, it, it – it was almost to the point where, except for like one or two drives, was unstoppable. Like Baylor could not do anything. They were blowing them out for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and I and what I thought the strong point of their t- whole team was their defense. But I mean, their quarterback looks great. I mean, he looks really good. So uh, I I, th- I kind of think now it's to the point where their offense doesn't even you know necessarily need the defense to slow the other team down as much as I thought they did. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that if I would have went back and actually watched the Oklahoma game, I would have saw that and been a little more impressed, but I didn't, didn't see that. So, mm-hmm. All right. And David? I'm going TCU because that offense just from last week scares me. Mm-hmm. You, you don't. You don't put up they ha- they who won I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Baylor won six. Yeah, Baylor won, but I mean, yeah, I mean, have. you don't you don't go you don't put up fifty eight points and not have a great team. I yeah, got to go TCU. Not only that, but you know they they did they beat Oklahoma. So I mean oh, yeah. they they their defense. I, and I at least what I saw from that their defense really messed with Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. I, I think what they're going to be able to do is. Slow Oklahoma State down, TCU. You know, I don't think Oklahoma State has an answer for TCU on defense. It's the big game, highly ranked matchup, two versus five, or five versus two, rather. Notre Dame going to Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Seminoles. Minus 12 at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Joel, who do you have? Well, I, I mean, do you guys really think Notre Dame is... A top five team? No. No. Or it's just one of those they're you know, they're the front end of their schedule maybe wasn't as difficult as people thought it would be. Though it kinda gets a sense of their, you know, national championship contention year where they have a lot of things going their way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the defense. I think the defense has... I actually kind of think maybe it might be more athletic than that defense was. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have the leadership. Doesn't have the solid play in the middle. That kind of thing. Does, and and it doesn't have the cats. It doesn't have the catfishing. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> we both know, Peter. That's but, uh, I mean, I just, like... I don't... I don't think that they're going to be able to match up with Florida State's offense. Like, I think that they'll be severely overwhelmed at that at that point in the game. Like, I kind of feel like they'll just be able to do whatever they want on offense against Notre Dame. So it's going to be up to Notre Dame to score points to win this game. Um, and I, you know, I don't necessarily think they can do that the entire game. It ain't, they might even it might be one of those things where they're even leading at halftime, but Florida State will make amazing adjustments. If, if there's one thing that I think their coaching staff does is they do that they do that really well. So, um, I think it's one of those things. Second half, just like when they play Clemson, every time they play Clemson in the second half, they just come out and kill them. So, what do you think, David? I'm going with Florida State as well. I mean. Like Joel said, I don't think Notre Dame's a top five team. They're only up there because of their history and everything. But also, I don't think Florida State's a top five team anymore either. Yeah, they just haven't pulled anything out. But I'm gonna have to go Florida State because I don't think Notre Dame can hang with a semi elite team in Florida State at all. Yeah, I don't think Notre Dame's had the competition either, and they had to struggle last week against North Carolina, and Everett Colson did not play well. Though I have a weird feeling about this game, and, you know, history has said that Notre Dame, when they're undefeated and playing a national championship defending team the next year, they've never lost. They are 4-0-2 throughout history when they are undefeated and playing a defending national champion. That's quite the statistic. You also have the last time these two teams met up there in the mid-90s and Notre Dame won that game. I have a weird feeling about this one. I think even if it's 10, that still doesn't mean Florida State covers the spread. I'm going to take Notre Dame in this one. Just wouldn't get, that? I mean, wouldn't that be weird though if they won? Like, it just—that would be pretty shocking. Though I, I, this is all contingent. This is all contingent <laughs> on if Jameis Winston plays. If something yeah. crazy happens where you know Florida State suspends him for the game, I mean, all bets are off. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't think that they. I I, I don't think that they can beat them like they did. They beat Clemson without him. I so. agree. Can I? Can we do an option select and say if? Uh, if I don't think so. No. I <laughs> mean, because yeah. yeah, you got the whole. There were a lot of people that set their picks before the That's Georgia true. thing happened, and That's then true. They should have yeah. just kept it the same, like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just kept it the same because Georgia's got other good players. Stanford at no or <laughs> not Notre Dame. They already played. Stanford at Arizona State plus three and a half. It's ten thirty p.m. Eastern time on the West Coast in Pac twelve. I'm going to take the Sun Devils at home. Uh, Stanford is a good team, but in some of these games, uh, it's been really close. I mean, Washington ended up being very close in Washington, uh, in Seattle there. 
now in Tempe. That's where they play, right? Arizona? Yes. Okay. Uh, Tempe. It's Tempe just State. a suburb. It's like a smaller part of Phoenix. And then Tucson for the Wildcats. Yes. Okay. Fiesta Bowl. There you go. So, yeah, <laughs> I think the Cardinal go into Tempe and have a very close game. Even if they win by a field goal, again, they, they don't cover. I'm going to take the Sun Devils in that one. You can't yeah. tell, but I'm shooting you evil eyes through the I'm internet. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, my dream year would be the year Arizona State goes winless. Huh. I hate Arizona Not State. Not undefeated Arizona? You know what? I wouldn't know because a winless Arizona State would bring me so much more joy. <laughs> so you're picking Stanford out of principle then? Yes, out of principle. I know it's awful, and it, I'm probably going to lose this one, but i got to pick Stanford out of principle. I'd say uh, probably something would be like more evil to say is that they win all their games except one, and they get knocked out of the national championship <laughs> game by Arizona. Because yeah. oh, that, Speaking of that is to my team. And <laughs> that is the oldest rivalry, though. Like the oldest cup, I guess. Mm. The territorial cup. Uh-huh. Joel, who are you picking? Um, I'm going with Arizona State, too. I think they just have too much offense for Stanford. Because uh, I'm not confident in Stanford to score points. Yeah. I mean, if if everybody is kind of on the same page here, they they uh, just they have one really good playmaker, and that's if he's not doing anything, it's very tough for them. So um, I'd say... Uh, you know, Arizona State at home will score enough points to, uh, you know, Stanford won't be able to win. Well, another main reason why I'm picking Stanford over Arizona State is because you guys don't have access to Arizona Sports Talk Radio. And no one out here in Arizona is very confident in Arizona State right now. Interesting. They're not 100%. The quarterback isn't still 100%, and there's still a lot of worries about his legs. They may go out at any time. So that's why they're very skeptical with Arizona State. Okay. All right, we are not privy to that knowledge. But what about the extra point here if your team is either in the pick six or not playing this week? It's Baylor at West Virginia, plus Mm -hmm. eight and a half at noon Eastern time. Very good Big 12 matchup. Joel, you get honors. Your your Mountaineers at home. Um, Are you going to be uh, working with Fox Sports One again? No, no, I will be a fan at the game. Uh-huh. I will be getting up nice and early. Um, Pre-game, dr- yeah, drinking and tailgating, um, and uh, just probably losing my voice um, at the game. And uh, you know, I. I was kind of interested to see what a lot of the experts were picking for this game, and I think all but one of them on the the ESPN guys were were going with us, uh, mainly because of the home field advantage. Um, you know, obviously much better than last year, and um, I I kind of figured after last week that a lot of people would be picking Baylor just because. They looked unstoppable in that fourth quarter, um, but I don't know. I it's just kind of one of those things where I remember the first time we played, and the score was like 
70 to 60 something. I don't know, something crazy like that. Um, So I I think it'll be a shootout. And uh, I don't know, even if, you know, we lose, I think it's one of those things where we still score a late drive or something to keep it on right under that cover. Okay. I'm taking Baylor. I'm sorry. I just, after seeing last week, like, they're not seeing this as a letdown game, and they're just riding that high. I'm gonna take the Bears. And the Wildcats don't play this week, so I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go with West Virginia. I mean, oh. I see them keeping. I don't think West West Virginia is gonna win. They're just gonna keep it close. Keep it close. All right. Let's quickly go through the NFL. We start with Cincinnati at Indianapolis, minus 3, 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, you know, Cincinnati is going to miss A.J. Green out wide. Andrew Luck's been playing unstoppable. They won four straight games. Uh, give me the Colts at home. Yeah, I think Andrew Luck is kind of the difference in this one for me. That's that's why I'm going with them. I'm going Indy as well. I mean, you cannot – I you just can't bet against Andrew Luck right now. I mean, he's playing phenomenally. Mm-hmm. New Orleans at Detroit, minus two and a half. David, your pick. I'm going Detroit here because Ooh. you guys have one hell of a defense. and It's the number one ranked defense right now, and that is so damn hard to believe in this time. <laughs> it is, especially with Michael Tulloch being out after ripping his... What did he rip? Stephen Tulloch ripped his oh. ACL oh. trying to imitate the... Discount double check dance coming to his feet and oh my god! Hey, hey and he hey, doesn't regret it. The idiot doesn't regret doing that. Don't feel bad. I know that original pain twice. Regret doing. <laughs> I uh, I've had we've had two different kickers in Arizona injure themselves by celebrating. Oh, Dramatica. Yeah. Why wouldn't he regret doing that? Because he's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I'd do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again right now. <laughs> oh, my, uh, my other knee. <laughs> uh, I'm taking New Orleans because I, they're going to miss Calvin Johnson out wide. <laughs> Same thing with A.J. Green. You know, they're both injured. Um, and, you know, for a Minnesota team that was at home last week, yeah, the defense played well. But the offense should have done a lot better. With all the weapons that Matt Stafford has, they're going to need points to keep up with New Orleans, I think. So I'm going to take the Saints. Um, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go with Detroit because it's at Detroit. Hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, regardless of how weird the Saints have looked when everybody's wanted them to you know, take a step forwards again. They still do play much better at home than they do away. Um, That's true. So. I hope you guys I, I, are Like, right. I think it's a real home field advantage. I think it really changes things. I think they score less points. Just a lot of different factors. I do hope so, you guys are right. <clears throat> and just so wrong. long as you guys don't have to kick any field goals past 39 yards, you'll be yeah. fine. We'll be good. We'll just, be good. Just the defense needs to score. A stall out in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, Miami at Chicago minus three. Joel, your pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chicago, even though they're like very schizophrenic with what kind of team's gonna show up each week. Um, 
I, 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 there are a few things like when I've watched them that I really liked. So, yeah, you can't home you, too. You so. can't figure out this team, either of these teams, really. But you know, Chicago at home, I think that'll help. Uh, so yeah, give me the Bears. I'm going the Bears as well. I mean, I don't see Miami. Miami plays great on the at home. They just don't play that good at all on the road. So you got to go with Chicago, especially if it starts to get cold this weekend in Miami. Oh. Used to the the hot sun. Yeah, just, that is very true. Yeah, so get ready for that. David, you have honors. New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys, minus 6, 4.25 p.m. Eastern time. Welcome to Jerry World, baby. I got to go Dallas. We've been playing phenomenally. Our DeMarco Murray has the most rushing yards by over 210 yards. They're going to keep it up. They're going to keep feeding him. Terrence Williams has been catching pretty much everything thrown to him. Des Bryant's still a beast. Give me them Dallas Cowboys. DeMarco Murray's on pace for some records. It's really remarkable for how many carries he's getting. And Against that Seattle defense, he's still got 100 yards, and he continues that six-game streak to start the year. Dallas is going to kick the Giants' ass. Like It's it's not even close. As long as you stop the short passing game and the running game, you don't have to worry about any deep threats. With Cruz being out, I'm exactly. surprised this. I'm surprised this spread's only six. Yeah, it's because it's the NFL and they want to still keep it relatively close. But Dallas is going to pound the Giants. Yeah, it's it's done that way for betting specifically. I think um, the uh, yeah, I think with Cruz gone, you, you know, that's your that's. I think that was what was going to keep them into the game i mean because he's a very talented player you know i mean he's what keeps them in all of their games pretty much yeah just just put the ball out there and he goes and gets it but without without him it just uh, like i i honestly they're they're going to struggle big time moving the ball and i don't think that they have an answer for dallas's running game at all san francisco giants at Denver Broncos. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm it's late and I'm tired. My goodness. San Francisco <laughs> 49ers. Ah, oh. the day. So we're all yawning. It's it's late. Oh my goodness. It's it's only six thirty, guys. Come on, <laughs> get it together. Maybe where you live on the <laughs> near the West Coast. That's the best. The best thing about living in in Arizona. I never have to worry about changing my clock. And I gotta say that too. Uh, yeah. Daylight I've, savings time. When I've been too- out in Pacific time. I'm like, I love watching sports at this time when I'm a morning person like this. It is great. <laughs> uh, yeah, Niners and Broncos in Denver. I think that's why I'm going to take the Broncos to cover the six and a half uh, for the point spread. A, a touchdown. Peyton Manning might as well get the, the three he needs to break that record. Uh, and it's in Denver. I think that gives him the edge. Uh, you know, 49ers have been playing well, but I think... You know the defense of the Broncos. Uh, you know, Julius Thomas being just on fire with catching touchdown passes. I'll take the Broncos. Uh, yeah, I'm going the same. I'm going with the Broncos. I think uh, I almost wouldn't be surprised if Peyton gets that record this week. Mm-hmm. As much as it hurts me to say, I gotta go with Denver. I can't stand Pey- I can't stand the Mannings as a whole, as you both know. Mm-hmm. So it hurts, but Peyton's the best damn quarterback to ever play the sport. I think yeah. at this point, 
And you got to give it to them. I realized with my tiredness I said San Francisco Giants, and that team is currently losing right now. It's the bottom of the fourth, 3-2 to two Cardinals. So Damn. We'll, we'll see. You, you did it on purpose, this segue. Somehow. Just <laughs> sure the segue! To, to, to tell us what the score <laughs> Sure it was. Just like on Thursday Night Football, oh, New England just went back out in front. It was 9-7, to seven, the Jets, but Patriots are now 14-9 out in front. Why do they always play better when they play the Patriots? <laughs> I don't know. That team just doesn't make any sense. Last game, it's on Monday Night Football. Houston Texans go to Heinz Field and all their 57 varieties <laughs> to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, minus three and a half. Joel, you get honors. Oh, I think it's kind of like, uh, it seems like a pattern team or something. Like they'll play really good and they'll play not so good and then they'll. They're they're kind of like they win a game, they lose a game, uh, but uh, again, it's uh, you know there's there's an actual home field advantage, um, so they take that into consideration. I think that after the offense did nothing last week, they'll actually do something this week, and they'll maybe win like a close game. So I, maybe I feel like it's either going to be a field goal or a touchdown. At this point, so I'll just I'll just take a touchdown. I'll go ahead and take Steelers. Yeah, I'm staying a field goal. Give me the Texans. I think it's close, especially with you know how even the week before they didn't have an impressive performance against the Jaguars, the Steelers. Yeah. So now now Cleveland gets to play the Jags this week. So oh, yeah. we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm taking Houston. Those terrible towels will be used just to mop up the tears as as Houston goes into Pittsburgh and blows them out. Oh. <laughs> Fighting words. As a Cowboys fan, I have to hate Pittsburgh, but got to go with them, Houston Texans. I'm probably like the only person that like like still has faith. Like, well, like like the old Dallas teams and the old Pittsburgh teams at the same time because I knew people on the Dallas teams and I mm. lived here. Looks well, at Emmett signed Emmett Smith helmet across from me. Oh man, there you go. As okay, I have I have shaken hands with Troy Polamalu. Troy Polamalu lives about twenty five. I've shaken hands minutes. with Troy Aikman. <laughs> but no, Troy Polamalu lives like twenty five minutes from me, for realsies in the off season. Hmm. But yeah, he has a mansion just outside town. It's insane. Wow. But yeah. I, I accidentally talked trash to him in front of his mom about him in front Oops. of his mom. That was not a fun day. Oops. Well, you can't do that in front of NFL moms, though. No. A Chucky's commercial. <laughs> I was going to say that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's been a long episode, but it's been worth it. David, thank you for joining us this week. It was great to be on. Absolutely. I mean, I've always broken to the time limit on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean... It's good to talk sports though, and maybe next year with the the Giants and the Cowboys. I don't know how it keeps working out that way, but we had to plan it this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was so much fun to be on, you guys. I love it so much. Great. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. All right, and uh, if you want to have a video to go watch this week, uh, check out on ESPN. They have this uh, video with Tom Rigglesworth, who's an English comedian who bears a resemblance to Aaron Rodgers. And there's this little 10-minute mini-documentary where he went to Green Bay to try to meet Aaron Rodgers. And all the locals in the area kept mistaking for him. And when he got to 
actually go into the Packers locker room, like all the the teammates are doing double takes. It's it's a fun video if you want to. A discount double take. A discount double take. <laughs> Exactly. So I oh, do right. give that video a watch. If uh, and I, I finally discovered the smoking Jay Cutler thing, <laughs> like where they've taken pictures of him and like photoshopped it so that he's, or they've they've had it so that he's like holding like a cigarette because he has that that weird face that he makes. Yeah, he walks around. a weird face. Oh boy! Well, at the end of the fourth inning, it's now three to two Cardinals. Let's go Giants. Let's wrap that series up. We want that World Series. We'll find um, out next we week. We want to rub it in the mayor's face. There you go. We'll find yeah, out I mean, next they could week. just both forfeit at the Royals. Yeah. Win, win by default. Yeah. <laughs> and then Paul Rudd's party at his mom's house continues. There you go. Let's do it. <laughs> so on that note, we'll find out what happens next week with the World Series and the week in football. With that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And I'm David. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Have a good one.